91.3 WBKR, Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. You are tuned into Local Motion. It is 4.01 p.m. Eastern Time. First time tuning into the show, if it is. This show is all about music of the Hudson Valley. Musicians that live here, those that come to perform in our area venues, as well as those coming to record in our world-class area recording studios. 99.9% of the sh- percent of the shows here have guests, whether on the phone or in studio. And today I have a returning guest, and I'm so thrilled to welcome back Mr. Eric Red in the house with me today. Eric, let's do a live sound check. Hey. Hey. Hello, everybody. You Hi. sound terrific, so as always. To be back. Ah, so. You know, I know. And it's like when you walked in here, you're like, wait, I remember this. I remember <laughs> I this. Did. It's coming back to me. Back to college. <laughs> Eric, you've, uh, we have so much to talk about, which we will do. Um, you are uh, performing at Levon Helm Studio coming up for a wonderful benefit event for the family of Woodstock. So we're going to go over that in great detail. But let's start off with some music of yours. This has been a big hit for you. It's a big song. Talk to me. What is this? Went to Panama two years ago, and uh, it's where the head of my record company is born and bred. He wanted to show me the country. We decided to do a few songs, and we wrote a song called Push. And held on to it, held on to it, and boy, the minute it cracked out, it just started jumping. Yeah. This is a big hit, so let's play it for the airwaves here, and let's get listeners a little familiar with some of your music. And if people are driving, be careful, because you may want to dance, and you may want to swing back and forth a little. So just dance in your seat if you're driving. And if you're not driving, all bets are off, right? Yeah, if you're not driving, then jump up. Jump up. Just get up and dance. (laughs) Otherwise, be safe. All right, let's take a listen to Push by Eric Red here on 91.3 WVKR, Independent Radio Poughkeepsie. New York. Thank you. 
91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. That was an international hit. It is an international hit. <laughs> no, can we believe that? It is. Push, push by Eric Red, who is my guest here on Local Motion today. By the way, I forgot to say show number 213 for me on these wonderful airwaves that we call WVKR. So just want to thank everybody for tuning in, whether it's online at WVKR. Um, or on the dial at 91.3, or perhaps tune in radio. You know, nowadays, there's so many ways to tune in. So however it is that you're here, I thank you. And um, and my guest, Eric Red, returning guest to Local, Mish, local Motion. It's so great. It's so great. Um, I want to back up a little bit, as I typically do when I start my interviews, to let people know a little bit about your life, because it's a beautiful one. It's an interesting one. Um, we were just talking about weather, and yes, winter's coming, and uh, you're actually born in California. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Inglewood, California, uh-huh. yes, which is now getting a enormous NFL stadium. Is it? And I have to say the very funny thing about that is uh, my two dear parents who have since passed away are buried facing the stadium. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What would they think about that? Um, You know, they would love the fact that they left me a house that doubled in value. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure they're dancing somewhere because they said, oh my God, he went into entertainment. What is he going to do? And and you know, it's beautiful because... uh, the area needed to really be developed. It's a beautiful area. It's right by the airport in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there is an NFL stadium coming. There mm-hmm. is a, um, uh, what's also coming? Basketball. Ah. Yeah. Wow. So it's really getting a yeah, lot yeah. of development. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's turning into a really big, uh, like really a big place. Wow. It's exciting. Wow. So, it is exciting. Yeah. So that that was home for you. Um, dance is been your first love yeah. Yeah, yeah when did you start dancing when did you start to just like soul train. i know that but how'd you get to soul train you don't just start inglewood high really someone, someone from inglewood high was in at one of the school dances and friends said you should dance with her you have good dancing skills it's 10th grade and i you know you take challenges in the 10th grade and i said okay all right. <laughs> Excuse me. I dance with her and she says, why don't you come on Soul Train? So I go back to my clique of friends and, and they go, did she ask you? And I said, yeah, she did. So wait, no lessons? No, no nothing. <laughs> no, nothing. She said, I'll pick you up Saturday morning at 10. And you start going into the studio for Soul Train. And I'll tell you something very funny. So uh, the very first time I walked into Soul Train, it was the beginning of the taping. So they were doing sound check with Aretha Franklin. Oh. And what was oh. really... And you were in 10th grade. 10th grade. And God rest her soul, uh, Aretha died recently. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when yep. they were running clips of her oh. on the news... Oh, come on. ...from Soul Train... You were in it. ...who was in the back you. with an afro dancing <laughs> behind her on the stage. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. What a great first experience Such for you. experience. Incredible. I went all the way through high school on Soul Train. And I left when I went to college. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. With no dance instruction. Usually you hear about something like this when there's something. You know, when when we were on Soul Train by the second or third year, Don Cornelius bought a dance studio. He, He gave all of us the ability to go there for free. Beautiful. 
And so all of my lessons, my beginning dance lessons, were paid for by Don Cornelius. Wow, how wonderful. So when I went to college, I got into college on a scholarship. On the California Institute of yes. the Arts, yes. and you studied dance mm-hmm. there. And when you studied dance, forgive me for not knowing this, because I don't know. When you study dance, I'm assuming you study many different forms of yes. dance. Yes, yeah. You, you have ballet every day. Well, four days a week you have ballet and modern. Mm-hmm. Two days you have tap. One day you have jazz, and on Wednesday you have academia all day and no dancing. Wow. And then you have re- rehearsals in the evening for choreography. You have choreography class. It's it's an incredible, incredible experience. It's a, quite a disciplined program. Yeah, and it's uh, it's also in that school there's theater mm-hmm. and uh, Music? Film yeah, I was going to say. Music. Uh-huh. You, yeah. you know many of the famous alumni. I do. Tell yes. me. Uh, Don Cheadle. Okay. Tim Burton. Oh, wow. Gail Ann Dorsey. Ah, that's where you <laughs> met Gail. Yes. In California. Yeah, because she, of course, was born in Philadelphia. And she college. went to the same college. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. how wonderful. Happy birthday, Gail. Happy birthday. And if you just, I know she's busy in Wisconsin, um, but she may listen to the recording that we put up later. So yeah. a big happy birthday to Gail. So, yeah, yeah, she's a beautiful soul. Absolutely. So, studying dance at college but again no prior lessons or no or no. studies until soul train until and soul then train. yeah wow yeah, yeah. that is incredible i always have to believe that this was my path mm-hmm. it really really absolutely was because i you know people in my family all love to dance and and you know, a lot of good dancers but for me to become a professional dancer and here's the thing i never tell anybody Right before I left college, I got offered a job at Alvin Ailey. I got offered a scholarship with Martha Graham. I got everything was coming to me at 21 and 22. So there were gifts that were just given that mm-hmm. led me to this. So, That's incredible. Yeah, it was a really, I had a really good time. Is it hard to start ballet when you're just... Yes. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. going to tell you something that people really don't believe. It's also really hard to be a ballet dancer and be a black ballet dancer in the 80s uh-huh. because uh-huh. it wasn't part of the regular thing we were looking at. I so bet. people loved my work. But they weren't going to hire me. Mm-hmm. My first big ballet job was in Canada. Really, I had to leave the country. Mm. Yeah, and it wasn't it. It wasn't because people were horrible. It wasn't because they thought I was not good. It was just someone has to be the first. Really, someone that is why Misty yeah. Copeland, yes. now is such a phenom. She's it's, an icon now. Yeah, but it shouldn't be. It's just that's just. The but way she's a works. female too. Mm-hmm. You yes. know. Yes. So I had to, my first job was Canada. My second job was Paris. My third job was Germany. Ah, those wonderful places that I just simply adore. So after college, you did go to Paris. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was in Roland Petit, Ballet de Marseille. I love it. (laughs) I love it. And you were in Paris for a while? Yes. I danced in the Lido de Paris. Oh, I did a lot. I modeled a lot for Pierre Cardin and Kinzo and we on the billboards and uh, magazines and all kinds of stuff. Because when you're young, you don't care. (laughs) You know, sure, I'll do that. Sure, I'll do that. It's an opportunity. It's a paycheck at the time. And and I didn't know Europe. So, Mm -hmm. oh, we're going to send you to Munich to to do a fashion ad. Oh, we're going to send you to Samaritz to wear 
ski clothes. Right. I mean, it was just such an education. And such an opportunity. How wonderful. Wow. My parents, I remember the very first year I was in Paris and I sent my mother something from Chanel. I was making so much money. And she like, what? Wait, who? How did you get this? Who who is this? Is this really my son? Right. Yeah. Oh, she must have been so incredibly proud of you. Didn't get it until I was in Cats. Really? They didn't understand. They actually had come to Not even seeing you on Soul Train and starting that? Oh, they couldn't stand it. (laughs) Couldn't. They felt like they had a kid smart enough to be a lawyer. Why in God's name was I doing this? Really? Oh, yeah. It wasn't until, even in the ballet company, they came to see me in Canada. They came to see me in London. It was not until I got into a musical that everyone knew. Had all the bragging rights. They went, oh, I think he's probably pretty good. <laughs> so, and then oh, it changed. Beautiful. And then wow. they were nothing but supportive. Right. They really wanted to make sure I was going to be okay later in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. I get that now because mm-hmm. it's later in life. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But, you know, and you know this feeling. Mm-hmm. It, they're so scared that when this career is over or even in the middle of it, right. you're going to have nothing. Or think that it's just for a young person exactly. and it's not going to extend for your exactly. whole life. And how are you going to support yourself and all of these worries yes. that we have yes. as people, as parents, yes. as, yeah. So And now, you know, that my mother's going on, I'm able to see what a businesswoman she was. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm really... My business person comes from her. And that's beautiful because not many artists have that. Exactly. And Usually you're doing here. just the, 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 the art yes. of it and yes. you can't focus on the business because yes. the brains don't work like that. But your brain does work like that in large part. Because she demanded it. She demanded, she demanded it. it. And wow. so I realize now why it took her so long. To understand this entertainment thing, mm-hmm. she'd be laughing now. Yeah, <laughs> she well, really she is. She's would. with you. Yeah, she's laughing. She like, is. Oh, she's really? with you. She yeah. doesn't. Uh, they don't leave. They definitely don't. Um, and then Starlight Express, who's having such a resurgence right now. It was all the rage when I was growing up in Germany. I mean, Starlight Express was yeah. huge in Europe. Yes, it still is. Yeah, it still is. Yeah, Hamburg is like my cousin's. No, Bochum. Bochum, Bochum. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's very close to where yes. I grew up. Yes. Yes. Big stage. I have friends that run that show now that were actually in the show with me. Isn't that incredible? That. And it's still going decades and decades yes. later. I later. actually, uh, if you check online, uh, I just did an interview with them. Oh, that's... They are doing a, a thing of all of the people from the show that they can talk to about their experience and what happened to them later in entertainment. Oh, wow. Beautiful 45-minute interview I did with this guy. And it was really nice because they were so complimentary. They had followed my career. Right. It was really great. Oh, that really sounds great. fantastic. And you step back a little bit, and then yeah. I guess you kind of also see, wow, I've come pretty far, right? Well, I mean, I with that retrospect. I did great experience with Starlight for mm-hmm. one reason and one reason only. That was my juncture going into singing. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it bad. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten the job because I was a really good dancer. I could dance on skates. And I wanted to sing. And so I took a job through my dancing and kind of forced them into giving me singing parts. And so it was tough because sometimes when you know what you want to do and people are like, but this is what we're paying you for. It's a juggle. But I knew something in my soul, 
said, this is where the transition is. Mm -hmm. And my transition into singing was Starlight Express. So I'm grateful for it. Right. And I'm grateful to them. But boy, was that year a lot. <laughs> I bet. I bet. It was a struggle. What What brought singing into your like repertoire? Why? You just started it and loved it? or I always wanted to sing because I, I grew up loving this woman called Diana Ross. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I grew up. It just, my first experience, my first concert ever was Diana Ross oh. and the Supremes. Oh, how beautiful. But here's the thing. Diana Ross, when I was a child, exuded class. Mm -hmm. She exuded style. And she also exuded going where no one had been. You know, the very first time I ever saw anyone in Amsterdam, was Diana Ross was walking along the canals singing Do You Know Where You're Going To for the Oscars one year. I was a child. I never saw a place. I had never seen Amsterdam. Who does those kind of things? So she opened a window to me of what singing can do mm -hmm. and where it can take you. And so once you're a dancer and you're working with all the singers, you're like, wait a minute. There's more with the microphone in your hand. And I actually really loved to sing. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have the confidence. Mm -hmm. And Starlight Express gave me that. That's that's what it was there they for. Really, oh, they were that's, they let me sing a lot. <laughs> they let me hit a lot of bum notes. <laughs> but it was really practice for you and it was a mm -hmm. great way to just get you out and just do this whole thing. And then in nineteen ninety one, you signed with Jive Records. And that was six months outside of my Starlight Express wow. contract. It happened. The entire time I was in Starlight, I studied with one of the biggest singing teachers in London. She had George Michael. She had Shirley Bassey. She had Annie Lennox. She had everybody. She had Gail. And when I left the show, I just knew it was time. Mm -hmm. I got a record deal right away. It was so... I, so I said so many times I look at my career, I've just been blessed at the chain. Mm -hmm. I really have been. That... One thing ended and the next door flew open and I went, oh, okay, well, this is what we're doing now. Right, right. It's a beautiful it chain of events that your life is rolled out to be. And um, and then moved back to California. Yeah, my my dad passed away and I thought it was time to, to come and make sure my mom was okay. Mm -hmm. Are you an only child? Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Oh, you too? Me too. Oh, you know. I know. I know. And I think our moms has suffered from the same disease. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It's a toughie. Yeah, we know, don't we? It's a toughie. Yeah. It is. No, I was, I, I knew that uh, my father had always said, you know, when I'm gone, you're going to have to come back and make sure your mom's okay. Mm -hmm. And so the minute that happened, I packed up and left Europe. I mm -hmm. said, okay, we're going back. Mm -hmm. And that was really, I went back to California and I worked for a few years, but I knew you can't spend 10 years in Europe and go back to California. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's too far. It's too far. Yeah. It's just too far. Right. So right. packed up and went to New York. <laughs> <laughs> and mom stayed in California. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She mm -hmm. stayed there for the rest, of her, the rest life. of her life. Right. Yep. Right. Right. And then you moved to New York. And what happened in New York? Oh, boy. A lot of stuff. But one thing back to California, you were there. You also were a music supervisor for the BET network, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> You yeah, wrote, you recorded, you performed and toured Ani DeFranco, mm -hmm. Sarah Lee when mm -hmm. she was with the B-52s, of course, Gail and yes. Dorsey keeps coming into the play. Yeah, I know, right? So, so those were all amazing <laughs> things that happened when you moved back to California. Yeah, I wanted to be in New York, but I was, I was actually scared of New York. Mm -hmm. I really was. I thought I didn't have the oomph that it took. So I just, you know, here's what happened when I was in London. 
I didn't really know what writing songs was about. Mm -hmm. I knew how to sing and I knew what I wanted to be on as a stage performer. But Jive Records really taught me you're nobody unless you know how to write your own songs. So when I went back to California, I had that as an aim. And I got a two-bedroom apartment. I was a person alone. And I put a little cassette player. Remember cassettes? I sure <laughs> do. Yes. In uh, the room and said, I'm going to, this is one day going to be a studio. And by the time I left California, I had a 48-track in that bed. 48-track studio in a bedroom. I love it. It was amazing. I love it. And I I'm going to tell it. you, people will fall over when I tell them who gave me my biggest opportunity. A porn film company. Really? Yes. That's how I got the BET job. A company called Vivid Films, which is very well known if you follow that stuff, uh -huh. offered me a contract to write uh, songs for them. Wow. And Not star in a film or anything? Nope. Just write <laughs> songs that were going to go under this stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was so desperate. I would do... I was like, okay, whatever it takes. Right. And would you believe that one of the biggest porn stars heard a track and they were getting ready to do a deal with BET wow. for to be a voiceover uh -huh. and and they were talking about music and they said oh you should she said you should get this guy called Eric Red we just he's really good and BET called me they cold called me I said can you come in right I know that's why I said sometimes this stuff is handed to me I'm like can you really believe it worked out like that? BET Cole called me. I came in to meet with them. This is a porn star. <laughs> right. Like, I don't, right. I, uh, who am I going to tell that I know you? Right. <laughs> it's like, she got me one of the biggest jobs I ever had. Amazing. Well, yes. thank you to her. Thank you to her. Oh, wow. You that's her. incredible. And that started me, I wrote maybe 50 songs for BET. Uh -huh. It was pretty un unbelievable. And that gave me the confidence to come to New York. Yeah, That's yeah. how I got with Ani DeFranco. That's how I worked with Sarah Lee. Because then the confidence built. Right. Then right. I started traveling and working and singing. You know, it's different when you're a background singer and you really understand the pitch. Mm -hmm. You understand the songwriting. You understand what the singer you're working with is trying to say. We mm -hmm. went on tour with Katie Lang. Can you imagine what that was like? Wow. One of the most amazing singers out there. Right, right. But she's a real musician. Mm -hmm. And she's not going to hire anybody that's not really knowing what they're doing. What they're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People at that level, they right. look for the professionalism. Right. If you don't cut it, you're right. not going to And that's what BET be gave me. They really did let me uh, earn my wings. <laughs> and then coming back to New York, what did you start up with when you came to New York? I don't remember. No. But <laughs> you were at remember. that point, you weren't with BET anymore. So What? I'm trying to... Oh, I, I, you know, it's so long ago. Actually, I do remember. I actually came to New York um, <clears throat> really just to start singing in a wedding band. Really? I saw a wedding band and I said to them, if you ever need anybody like me, I sent them a promo video. They, call, they called and said, is this really you in this video? I came to New York <laughs> really just to work in a wedding band because I wanted to be in New York. I badly wanted to be in New York. And while I was here, someone said, you know, you should go to Miami. They do dance music stuff. And what I was doing while I had first come here, I was going back to Germany mm -hmm. because I knew German songwriters. Mm -hmm. And these German songwriters were bringing me back to, to cut tracks. Mm -hmm. 
So I was working in a wedding band, going back to Germany. I was in Dusseldorf and Frankfurt, uh-huh. cutting disco tracks, mm-hmm. dance disco tracks. Huge. Still is. Put together a, an assemblance. And someone said, you should go to this thing called Winter Music Conference. They, they, it's all dance music. So I thought, okay, what do I learn? I'll go down there for a couple of days and see what that's about. Got a record deal. <laughs> of course you did. Got a record deal. Eric, I wouldn't expect anything oh, less. <laughs> got a record deal six months later from that company. Amazing. And I am with them to this day. And what is the name of that company? Carrillo Music. And they that's distributed uh, by Universal. Uh-huh. Uh, Rod Carrillo is my producer and he's managed me. He's been absolutely instrumental. He's the co-writer of Push. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And Push, what we just played, has it's a huge hit. It's been amazing. Yeah, they, I, And that just was released last year or this, this yeah, year? Last this year. year. This year. 2019. In, yeah, this year in May. Right. Yeah. Top 20 soulful house sales yeah. chart. <laughs> top 100 overall sales chart on the music download site track source. Uh, billboard. I, it billboard. billboard every, yeah, yeah. <laughs> billboard charts and everything. Um, yeah. Push. Push. It's a dance music hit. It's unbelievable. You've also had several other hits. Also, Right Time in right 2017 time. Yes. and Breathe. Breathe is my first. In 2010. Breathe is my baby. Yeah. Eric, what a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> career you're having. Um, it's been amazing. You've it's also been. sung the national anthem at Yankee Stadium. <gasps> yeah. I've had two very proud moments in this country called America. I sang at the inauguration of Barack Obama, yes. uh, which was floored me because I actually had an agent and I said, I had an agent that was from D.C. He, he was originally from D.C. And I said, well, if you were a real agent, you'd get me the inauguration because I just was so happy when he was uh, elected. Yes. And they called me one day. I was it was uh, Thanksgiving. And they called and they called. I was sitting at the table and they said, We need his first inauguration. The the second. The second. And they said, Send your password today. I was like, What? And they said, And I actually had to have someone in New York, I was in LA, go into my house, (laughs) take the passport and send it. Mm -hmm. They didn't even tell me what I was coming to do. Really? Mm -mm. They didn't tell me until we got, and this tells you how crazy life is. They put me on a train. They, I finally found out the day I was going to D.C. They put me on a train and I was on the, on the Acela, mm-hmm. the fast train, with all of Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, you know, they're looking at me like, really? Like, okay. The most amazing thing. So that was really incredible to do that. And then um, my mother had Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And they don't use singers at Yankee Stadium anymore. They use a tape. And they only do it on special occasions where they bring in singers and Alzheimer's is their cause. Mm -hmm. That is where they put a lot of money into Alzheimer's research. Good. And uh, wow, what a a day. Mm -hmm. What a day that was. I I still, when I look back on it, because, you know, of course I spent forever trying to make sure I had the lyrics correct. Mm -hmm. Right. But I walked out to the Yankee emblem. Mm Mm-hmm. And I stood there and, and I started to sing. And I saw my picture on the scoreboard. And I thought, okay, hold it together, hold it together. Because I thought, you're like a real American guy right now. Right. Like, this is what this country is really about. It's all about, about. baseball. Baseball it's in baseball. the U.S. Yeah. Uh, you must have had sound check at Yankee yeah. Stadium. So yes. you were there kind of with an almost empty stadium. I got to do that. 
So that was kind of cool. I'll least. tell you something interesting. They, you have to sound check two months in advance. What? Mm-hmm. Two, I did the anthem on like Labor Day weekend and I sound checked in the beginning of July. <laughs> oh my. Does it, it could, but it could change from then to then? No, no, it's, it's, it sounds really horrible to say this. It's so they can cancel you. Really? They've had a lot of mishaps with certain entertainers uh-huh. that decide in the middle of the national anthem they're going to promote Pro- their next single. Oh, come on. And they go outside of the boundaries. And so they want to hear exactly what you're going to do. Uh-huh. And that's why they don't use singers anymore. Because they've had too many mishaps. Yeah, what a shame. It is a shame. And I didn't know that. When I right. I came in and I, you know, I'd really rehearsed and I came in. It was like 95 degrees sure. the day I sure. checked. And so I sang and I turned to them. I said, is it okay? Uh-huh. They said, you sound amazing. Right. They said, you want to do it again? Aww. I said, sure. I did it again. I said, is it okay? They said, Mr. Red, you're absolutely what we're looking for. Aww. You can leave if you want. Is it on like, YouTube anywhere, Eric? I don't think so. No, but I you have it. Co- you do? Mm-hmm. Put it on it. your website. I will. I, you know, what an honor. It was an honor. It, it, I think sometimes when I look at it, I, I forget that it's real. <laughs> Yeah, or like, who is that person there? And I don't yeah. know him. What about yeah. your inauguration for uh, President Obama? No, that was private. That was private. It was private. Yeah, here's the thing. I have goosebumps. Here's what people don't know. So the inauguration, his second inauguration was on Martin Luther King's birthday. Mm. He did a big outdoor thing with Beyonce. And remember that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Sure. That was the second inauguration, meaning the second in the next day. You have to inaugurate a president on the day the Constitution says. It landed on a Sunday. Ah. So Obama and Biden were inaugurated in different places on that Sunday. And they had a private party in the National Building Museum in D.C. for all of the biggest donors to Mm -hmm. his campaign and politicians and all that. So all of the Democratic governors were there. Mariah Carey, LeBron James, all of those people were there, but it was a complete private event that wow. no one. And I'll tell you, the most amazing thing was. And what did you perform? Um, just covers. I we just I was just singing covers. the The main star of the night was Stevie Wonder. Oh, oh. it was a duo stage. Mm. One on the left, stage on the left, stage on the right, and the presidential seal in the middle. Mm. And so we were on the left stage. It was. We did our thing. I did a lot of Lionel Richie and things like that. And Stevie loaded onto the next stage, and he was going to talk in between the two. What I didn't know was when they told me, because I was the singer, that I needed to exit down the stairs where he was going to come up. But I had no idea that he would be there waiting to come up. Oh, I thought, well, you're certainly not going to send me down his stairs while he's there. Well, that was wrong. And when I made my immediate left off the stage the first person i was faced with michelle and barack and jill and joe oh my you gosh you were wonderful oh. we love you. i was oh. like oh my god is this really happening right what an honor such an honor mm. so gracious mm. so um such a music guy mm. he seems to be such you know they put guy. on beautiful <laughs> concerts right aretha was there yeah. in that little yeah li- well i say yeah. little but it was a little area but there was always music yes. and there was he was huge into the arts big into the arts yeah and when i came off stage um he was standing there he came on and then i walked 
a couple more feet. Who did I run into next? Stevie Wonder <laughs> and his whole band. I'm like, is this really going on like Pinch this? Pinch me. Pinch me. Is this real? Is this me? Happening? And everybody wonderful wow. and gracious and happy and uh, drinking. Yeah. And, and a very happy occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Really, really What good. a beautiful memory. Upload this stuff. I will. I will. You know, the funny thing is you you forget these are real moments mm-hmm. in a real life. Right, right. Because you're still traveling through life. Right, but you they, still are. Yeah. But don't wait until you're like 85 no, and you're going right. I'm through glad you're all reminding this stuff. Me. Because it's you. nice to have it on your website, ericred.com, by the way, and yes. red is with two Ds. Yes. Um, and you have a wonderful website. And it really, Thank just you. the more history on there, I'm always fascinated by that, yeah. you know? And when you just see it, it's, it's, it's kind of great stuff. You know what we should do? We should play another track and then I think we should um, talk about this wonderful event as well with what you got going on here, Eric. I think you said, you know, me, let's see. I think we said we were going to play something. And of course, I know what it is. Yeah, I know, but you tell me then. We are going to play a cover I did. Uh, It was released uh, April of this year. It was done in London of Sly Stone's Everyday People. Ah. Remixed by James Herr who's a very, very dear friend of mine. And uh, this stormed through Europe over the summer. We had a great time playing this. And this is what I close my shows with, because we are everyday people. Everyday people. All right, by Eric Red, right here on Local Motion. It's 91.3 WVKR, Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York.
91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. Yes, that was the radio edit. <laughs> Everyday people. Eric Red feature. Well, that is Eric Red performing there. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. It's, oh, my gosh. So... So you're back in New York. You've traveled all over. You're having this amazing uh, career. Pushes like international charts, doing great. Um, you've sung the national anthem. You performed at Barack Obama's second inauguration, mm. and and life is really good for you. And I'm so happy good, for you. you. I'm thank so you. happy for you. You are therefore doing a beautiful event. This is the second time you've done this. Um, you've got an event coming up at the legendary Levon. Helm Studio on Friday, December 6th. Eric Red, tell me about this event. Oh, I'm so, I, it's great to have something to be really, really excited about in your career that it's for other people. It really is. It's, I didn't expect this to kind of happen in my life. I've wanted a charity of my own for a really long time because I think there's so much that musicians can do. Well, Family of Woodstock, I have done other shows that gave money to them and it, interesting enough being a dance music artist dance music is very broad so people don't know whether i do electronic or techno house they don't really know what it is and i'm a believer that dance is kind of worldly mm -hmm. like you don't have to really put it into one box so it's like music music doesn't it's have just to be music put, so yeah. i've been asked by many of the clubs up here to come but you know, then you start worrying about who's going to come and how you bill it and all that other. So I just said, I don't want to be involved with this worrying if the club is going to make any money. I started getting calls from people that said, we really want an Eric Red show because they would see me guest on the Dylan benefit and things. So I said, look, I'm going to ask family of Woodstock if, if I can partner with them. So I went in and I said, do you guys need something? <laughs> they they just kind of looked at me cross-eyed like, uh, yeah. Sure. And they said, we have a need of warm clothing and scarves and tents and sleeping bags and blankets. And I said, tents and sleeping bags? And they said, we have no more shelters. They are full. We, people are, there are grown-ups that do not want to be in shelters. They want their own moment alone they said if you're just just because you're homeless doesn't mean you want to go into a home they said people are sleeping in doorways they are sleeping underneath houses like the things they this is right me, here in the hudson valley right by here the in the hudson valley let's talk a little bit about family of woodstock so family of woodstock has a uh i don't a closet and the closet, anyone who needs any type of clothing, food, can come in and take what they need. And it depletes when the winter comes because mm -hmm. it's so cold outside. They needed these things. But more than anything, they wanted sleeping bags and warm clothes so that people that outside could have them. So I said, I give you me. And I went to the barn and said, would you help me? And they said, absolutely. And this is Levon Helm Studio. Go, I'm old friends. They have supported every inch of my career. Amy Helm and Drew and Sandra, they've supported me at every level. So I said, can I partner with you? And I want to do a warm clothing drive. We did it last year. We got 15 bags of clothing. Oh, how beautiful. My band is over the moon to do it. Right. You, you come in. We have barrels for you to bring all of your gently used or new 
Clothing. Female, males, children, clothes. Everything, everything. Gloves, scarves, hats, jackets. But mostly the larger sizes because these are adults. This is a need for adults. And you you bring things to the door. And once you come in, you dance. Mm -hmm. And I do a lot of my songs that you're hearing today. We do disco classics. I have guests that come in and sing. Mm -hmm. it's, It's really all over the map in one night that's so beautiful but it's all dance the barn takes away all the chairs mm-hmm. you upstairs we have um seats for people that want to go and sit down and watch the activities right. but mostly you get a night at the barn right and you just get to dance yes and enjoy yes. and we can't talk pricing here on the on the non-commercial radio station but tickets are so ex- affordable yes i we have lowered the prices so that Everyone can, can come. come. And it's super low price. You can buy tickets to this wonderful party and this benefit, which again is happening Friday, December 6th. Tickets available at levonhelm.com. Again, it's and it's presented as a red hot Christmas. <laughs> I love it by Eric Red, of course. And an, an incredible opener as well. Alexis P. Suter. This is just a powerhouse performer, mm-hmm. powerhouse. And I'm so grateful. And I want to say thank you to her here right now because when I asked her to come on board, she said, absolutely. Yeah. People have been so, so generous. And I can't express enough how important it is for us to give back to our community. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. comes, especially to Woodstock with a dream. We are the imprint of the musical map of the world, right. not America, the world. Right. And people will bring a guitar from Germany mm-hmm. and say, I want to be in that space. Right. And sometimes you get caught. You don't know what life is going to bring for you. Mm-hmm. And that is what my benefit is for. It is for those that can still be in Woodstock Mm -hmm. and still live and still be self-respecting and put on warm clothes and be here when it's 25 degrees. Right. Which is going to be, you know, which is going to be, yeah, which is going to be, there's no getting around. And I'm grateful because those people are the ones that see me in the supermarket and say, I love your dance music. Mm -hmm. People don't understand. We are a community of a lot of love. Yeah, we are. A lot of, Gracious people. Absolutely. There's something, you said it earlier, there's something special about these mountains. Yeah, there is. There is. It's just, it's an acceptance. There's just a a beauty. Um, It's a beautiful thing. And full of talent. And full of talent. Full of talent. Hence the show exists because I pull people out of the woodwork that live here. It's amazing. I want to say just a little about the family of Woodstock because what they do is incredible for the local community. There's a hotline. There's a walk-in center. It was formed by a bunch of volunteers back in 1970 as a direct result of the influx of young people that made the trek to Woodstock after the famous festival was there. So they've been helping um, community members with any problem under the sun 24 hours a day, 365 days a year for 49 years. Wow. And one of the things I learned in working for them is that Family of Woodstock Hotline gets calls from 
all over the United States. Mm -hmm. They just don't center with things that they said they're so overloaded because so many people know of them. They get calls from Florida. Mm -hmm. They get calls from D.C. That name Woodstock, you know, yes. it's just people yes. start Googling and then yes. things like this come up. But yes. Family of Woodstock, a nonprofit organization, and you're partnering with them for this red hot Christmas special uh, dance party, which is like, I love it that Levon's always has chairs, but not with Eric Red in the not house. Not with me. <laughs> it's not to sit. And no. one of the beautiful things is... I feel the spirit of Levon when I am in the room mm -hmm. and some of Levon's family, they come to my show, not a lot of his family, they come to my show. It is the most magical time because they don't have dance music artists. There. No. Again, right. they supported my dream. They were the ones that came to me and said, you live here? You got to bring that over here. Right. Levon would have wanted you over here. Yeah. And absolutely just spread their wings open with something that yes. they don't normally have, like absolutely. you with the dance music and doing this in conjunction with a benefit for mm -hmm. the family of Woodstock. So people should bring their winter clothing, bring blankets. If you have an extra tent and it's just up in the attic or in your garage or basement and you know you never use it again, bring it to somebody that actually would yes. use it. It's, it's take so it. important and it's so needed. We are in a time where you just can't afford to go out and buy a lot of things. So anything that you may have that's gently used will be of help to someone. Mm -hmm. It really is important. Yeah. So, well, you know, we all have most people now have these big homes. Then they have storage units on top of exactly. it. Their attics are packed. Their garage are packed because their car's outside. They don't, they, we have so much stuff. We have so much stuff. And I will tell you this too. Maybe you're busy that night and you have family coming in. You can't come to my show. You can still bring things to the Levon barn. Come, come to the barn and see what it looks like on mm -hmm. the outside. Right. Tell them you're coming just to bring some clothes. I had a friend, she had guests at home and they couldn't come to the show last year. They brought a bag of clothes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. don't be limited by, oh, well, I can't come to the show. Right. You can always donate. Always donate. I won't hold it against right. you. I'll get you next year. Right. You bring your dancing shoes next year. We will be here doing it again. Right. And this is Family of Woodstock. So check them out online, too. Really great organization. Wonderful. Always looking for donations. And, you know, winter hits hard here in the Hudson Valley. So And New York. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we do get, you know, New York City is so expensive mm -hmm. now. Oh, sure. That many, many people are moving to Coming the Hudson up. Valley. Yeah. There yeah. are film companies moving up here. A lot of things. And it, again, no one knows when their worst day will hit. Absolutely. And, and we're, I always say this, as, as, as good as things are for people today, we're all a day away we're from... A day away, exactly. We're a day away from it, we're from, from exactly. being just like anybody else that could possibly be homeless yes. for whatever reason. For whatever reason. So humankind. And thank you so much, Eric, for doing this for the community and for realizing oh, how important it is. I'm so grateful to be able to do it. I have had the most amazing career. Uh, yeah. And the, it's it feels so small for such a large career I've had. And I pray that I can do it for years and years and years so that we can stomp this out. Right. And make it down to little, literally nothing. Right. Exactly. People deserve if only food and shelter. Right. It's the simple, basic it's the basics. things. It's, it's, we deserve yeah. the basics. Yeah, yeah. And we can provide the basics. We are a very rich country. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, it's an unbelievable what this country has to offer. Right. So 
that there are still families going hungry tonight. Absolutely. And we, the entertainment community, can move mountains. Yes. I know that. I see that. Right. And as you spoke of in my career that I have an international record and and a career, I want to talk about Woodstock all over the world Mm -hmm. because we can help. Right. People know this. Right. They know this place. It starts at home, right? It It starts starts right in wherever listeners are, right wherever your backyard is, is where it starts, you know, in whatever capacity you can, whether you can write a large check to an organization like Family of Woodstock or whether you just have a bag of clothes to give them in whatever capacity, it's welcomed. And And if we we have sponsors, we have had sponsors, David Mon, uh, different people that are the restaurants have sponsored the show Mm -hmm. so that we can continue doing the show. Mm -hmm. And that's what's been amazing about it is that the community has collectively helped me keep my show going. Mm -hmm. And I did it last year kind of sort of as a fluke Mm -hmm. because I just said, I don't want to do any more shows for the sake of doing shows. I want shows that have results. Mm -hmm. I don't need to... I'm grateful that my name gets promoted, mm-hmm. but let's do something with this name. Right. You can't forget Red, R-E-D-D. This right. is easy. Right. <laughs> so let's do something right. with it. And, and I have to also, a big wow to Franco Voigt. Oh, On geez. the Woo. promotion of the photograph, if you log on to my, my local motion <laughs> Facebook page, whoa, where I'm promoting today, you have a great billboard up I on Route billboard. 28. And of course, the beautiful red and your beautiful I hair. never had a billboard. Oh and Franco gave me a billboard. Yeah. It's the most beautiful. And that's another thing. I had um, Pam Voth did all the graphics. Uh, Franco. I mean, the community has really come together. Uh, I've had, I actually had a pizza company called me and say, we want to donate pizzas that night. I mean, it's been really unbelievable. It's beautiful. The things that people have said. And it, it's, as you said, it starts at home. It does. It really does start yeah. at home. It, it, you don't have to think globally. Just like, as they say, act no. locally. Yes. Just act yeah. really local. And again, local. what you said, sponsors yep. are always <laughs> needed yes. for everything we do because I'd love for it to go on and go on and on and on. Well, this is the second time you're doing this wonderful yes. Red Hot Christmas. Eric Red, a dance party. The chairs will be gone at the legendary Levon Helm Studios in Woodstock. It's happening Friday December 6th. Tickets can be purchased at levonhelm.com. Very affordable. Again, I can't give out pricing here because we're a non-commercial station, but just log on, levonhelm.com. An opener, (laughs) Alexis P. Suter. So my goodness, I mean... Powerhouse. Powerhouse Powerhouse. performer. Blues, house music, dance music. She's amazing. Bring a bag of clothes, bring extra jackets because you know you have them, either in your storage room, your attic, your basement, your garage. We're all so over loaded yeah, with beanies, things. scarves, yes, gloves, gloves, yeah, anything, and sleeping bags that your kids don't use anymore. Yeah. And tents when you were into camping and you're not in them. Or you've anymore. upgraded and you've now have upgraded. a camper. Exactly. And now you don't use yes. tents anymore. Blankets. If right. you have blankets, extra blankets, all of that. Anything right. that you think cold weather. And you know you do, because I know I do. You know, I, I like if you upgrade your bed size and you have smaller yes. blankets that yeah, are duvets, still there. All yeah. of it will work. Well, will yes. all work. So yes. family of Woodstock is what this is benefiting. And um, it's a really 
wonderful organization that's been around since 1970, nonprofit, family of Woodstock, and check out ericred.com because, boy, you're just terrific. Thank you so much. You're, come to Woodstock. You're, Woodstock you're, is amazing. You're a great performer, but you're a much thank better you. mensch. You know what I'm oh, saying? You're you. just like a good thank heart. You. You're just wonderful. Eric, what are we listening to next? Oh, my! the favorite song I've ever recorded called Come On Back. Uh, uh, one of my best friends, when I was leaving London one time after recording, this said come on back to london Aww. you, you this is home for you Aww. and i love london i love england it's been wonderful and grateful to me and so i'm telling you to come on back to woodstock and now come to woodstock, come to woodstock. and especially come to woodstock on friday december 6th yes to see you red perform. Hot christmas <laughs> don't overdress because you're going to be sweating you're going to dance you're going to dance and dance. you get to go see eric and him perform live and and he's quite a performer absolutely beautiful let's take a listen to one more track come on back by mr eric red here 91.3 wvkr Independent Radio Poughkeepsie. Just well. so, come on back. 
91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. Mr. Eric Red, come on back. What a great song. Thank you. That's your favorite, you you said. That's my favorite, yeah. Aw, it's nice. Eric is doing a wonderful uh, benefit and a dance party, so you can get your dancing shoes on, (laughs) um, on Friday, December 6th at the legendary Levon Helm Studio in Woodstock. Tickets available at levonhelm.com. It is a dance party, but it also is a benefit and a warm winter clothing drive to benefit the family of Woodstock Walk-In Center, which has been operating since 1970. So it's asked that you bring blankets, coats, hats, gloves, um, tents, um, all kinds of things that keep you warm. And I also want to say to people, one of the things uh, that you hear about because of their famous Midnight Rambles, I've played all over the world. I really have done a lot of concerts. And really, of the top five best sound venues, Levon Helm. There you go. And I think one of the things that's important is I run into people all the time that say, I've never been to the barn. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to go to the barn. Right. I don't know about and and so I've purposely done it at the barn and lowered the prices and made it so that you can come and see this beautiful venue. Right. You know, we don't know I I went years ago to Venice, mm-hmm. and it's been heartbreaking for me to look at what's yeah, happening the flooding. in Venice, Italy. Yeah, yeah. You sad. don't know how long something is going to be around. No. We just, nothing's promised. Look so. at Notre Dame in Paris. Exactly. You know, I was there a few months before it burned, or oh, a year before it burned. Wow. Same thing. And it's like, you think, oh, well, you could just go. It's yes. there all the time. But it's look. It's there all the time, exactly. And so I want people to come to this legendary place because so many famous, amazing artists that have gone on right. have played this room and I think it's including the magical Levon Helm and I think it's really important if it's anywhere in a shot where you can get to it Mm -hmm. and it is in your budget to be able to come come for a good cause look around see his Grammys and just Take in the space. Take you know, put space. your damn phones down. Sorry, but yes, put them down. Exactly. Take one picture. You get there, you want to go inside, take a picture. And then just put it down and and be one with the venue. Yes. Feel the vibe. Yes. Feel Levon because you can. Yes. You can. Yes. And you this can show feel in particular how special it is. is dedicated to one David Beesmer. Oh, and David Beesmer, we do have to say... Um, a few words about David Beesmer, which I think I did last week to um, a local videographer, photographer who really loved live music. Loved. Loved. Passionate about it, um, was everywhere, had crews of people working for him Absolutely. and would just take care of musicians and he truly loved them they were family to him and david beesmer passed away about i think two weeks ago now and um, who was booked to be the videographer on this show yeah he was instrumental in my shows getting out in the hudson valley Mm. from the first i did o positive which is a big Mm -hmm. thing here yeah from the very first time I stepped on a stage in the Hudson Valley, and I had been performing for years, David Beesmer came to me and said, you need to do more here. <laughs> and even in my first Red Hot Christmas, he was the videographer for that show. And all over the world, he said people were watching the live stream. Right. He was magic for us as an artist. And everybody on Facebook, you can see these tributes yes. rolling in yes. on my him, page as well. On your page, on everyone that just says how much David has meant to them yes. and how genuine and how much he just loved music and just He was Hudson Valley's 
arm mm-hmm. to all these new musicians, all of the older musicians, and things that were happening. The he local was a curator for Rosendale mm-hmm. Street, Street Fest. Festival, yeah, and it became a bigger festival because of him, right? Right, he really, and he had crews of people that yes. just like, and now all, yeah, and and he passed, and it's a sad time for many, many people that are gonna. Yes. But um, his memory will be on that stage, December sixth, absolutely at the bar. And you know what? He's got so much video out there yes. that will always be yes. there, and anybody that needs to remember him. Um, in a really positive light because yes. I think that's the only way you can because he's just so filled Magical. with music and yes. love and photography. Yes. You just go to his sites and see the thousands of hours mm-hmm. that he has compiled of yes. of musicians. And uh, My yeah. YouTube shows that my shows that are on YouTube are filmed by him. David Beesmer, thank you so much yes. for what you've given thank to you, the David. Hudson Valley. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you are busy. I'm busy. You're recording a new album. I'm busy, yes. And you have a wonderful engineer who I like because he's been on this show before. And um, boy, what a career um, Danny Bloom has had. Danny Bloom, who I last year had the pleasure of going to the Grammys because Danny Bloom was nominated for a Grammy. Oh my God, come on. Year. I love it. You were he at was, the Grammys last yes, year. Yes, he was producer of uh, something nominated for Best Children's album. I love it. He's amazing. Uh, he is the engineer on my new record. My, I have an album coming out next year, 2020, called Tears Don't Cry. And I want to say 80% of it is recorded in London. Mm-hmm. And I brought it back here. And I'm doing another uh, part of it in what is one of my new love homes of Amsterdam. Uh, Holland. Yes. Uh, I love Amsterdam. I'm, I'm just... In we are having a love relationship mm-hmm. right now with that country and with that town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the city is is magical for me, and it's made my career bloom mm-hmm. to a place I didn't really know that I could go. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to bring some of that back with me, and so Tears Don't Cry is probably the first record I've done where I've put my Europe heart mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. And I and uh, Rod Carrillo is instrumental in it. James Her has been instrumental in it. Uh, I have to tell you that one of the songwriters, his name is Kissy Sellout. <laughs> Love and it. And he's a huge uh, artist in London. Mm-hmm. And the title track is by Kissy Sellout. And so it's it's been a fun, fun mixture of people that were, n- were not in my life two years ago. And, and now all they of them, are. Yeah, it's such a collective. Yeah. Such a collective. I'm so, I haven't been this excited about a record in a really long time, except for, you know, going to Panama. I've been traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've been recording when I travel. Mm-hmm. And that's really wonderful. It is. Because I'm, I'm letting the cities seep in. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and that culture it. and that whole vibe yes. just come into into play. Yeah. Wow. Eric Red, amazing. So follow your website. Follow my website uh website uh ericred.com. Yes. And that's yes. red with two D's. With two D's. Two D's. Yes. And um and better yet, go see you perform live on December sixth. December sixth. I'm Eric Red Music mm-hmm. on Instagram. There's a lot of information on Instagram because yep. Instagram is where everybody wants to be. These I days. like Instagram so much yeah, yeah. better. I do too. There's I'm on Facebook, but Me Instagram too. has a lot of stuff there. But really, red hot Christmas at Levon Helm Barn. Get your dance. Friday, December 6th. Tickets available, levonhelm.com. Bring winter clothing, warm weather, uh, winter weather uh, clothing. Warm winter 
Club. Yes, exactly. Yes. To benefit the family of Woodstock. It's it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having Thank me. Thank you. I'm so happy to come here. Thank Every time you. I have a great time. Please come back next year. And when yes. tears don't cry. Yes, yes. Come on back yes. and let's like play <laughs> quite a few tracks and yes. have some fun with it because um, it's, a, it's a real pleasure to it's have you back. It's an all dancing record. It's something you can play in the background. You can play in the front ground. It really has everything on this record. It's a pleasure. Thank, Thank you so, so much, much for, for your time. Me. It's you. you're you're a genuine, wonderful uh, human being. Thank you for giving. Come to the back. show too. I I I want you dancing. I don't dance, but um, <laughs> I'd be one of those people watching everybody else. But um, thank you anyway. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Eric Red, check him out. EricRed.com. Tickets available for the dance party. Levon Helm Studio, Friday, December 6th. Tickets at levonhelm.com. We are going to keep the music going right now with a group that is going to be performing tomorrow over in Kingston. We'll tell you more in a little bit. Eric, thank you again for your time. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you soon. All right. 913 WVKR, Independent Radio Poughkeepsie. You're standing in the rain Trying to wash away your pain We're crying And just trying to hide your tears Dropping breadcrumbs in the hall Waiting for me to follow But anyway, only silence of a promise Never proclaimed
Everything's changed, it's all gonna be real It's getting bad out there 
wanted to believe That all the things are gone, the things you counted on Peace of mind is rare, can't find it anywhere Getting bad out there It on the lawn. The city streets are emptier than New Year's Day. I wait for the other shoe to drop. I wait for the dawn. Newspaper prophets cry. Watch the cloudless sky. Hint of what's to come. As I stick out my thumb, I'm looking for a ride. Take me anywhere. It's getting bad out there. Up the town that never sleeps Begins at midnight creep The 